0: One, two, three, four! Batman, Superman, Spider Man. The Flash, Green Lantern. These are all superheroes. And we get to sit down with the Akron Comic Con guys. Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. So. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron podcast. My name is Ryan Dyke, and I am joined today by Mr. Chris Miller. This here is a show about the art, the culture, and the eccentric residents of the Rubber City. And we are joined today by two eccentric residents, Mr. Michael Savine and Mr. Jesse Vance. Guys, say hello, to the, say hello to everybody out there.
1: Hey, everybody out there. Hey!
0: Okay, Mike, get a little bit closer to your mic. There How's we go. That? That's much better. Oh, well, now I can hear your deep voice. It sounds very good. Jesse, how you doing today?
2: I am fabulous. Fabulous? (laughs) It is great to be
0: here. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for coming on today. I have known you two gentlemen for about four years now, and uh, I met you guys through Akron Comic Con, but most importantly, I met you guys through the Pop Club, the Pop uh, Culture Club that was going on right here in Akron. My friend Ben introduced me to it. Um, I know Pop right now is on a hiatus. You know, there's a chapter up in Cleveland. But for those who do not know what POP is, why don't you explain it to us, Mike, what, what POP is and their mission,
1: and, and, and what was your involvement in it? Well, I'm considered one of the moderators. Um, I came in to the uh, a club that Jason Fitch and Mark Sumarak started. Okay. <clears throat> and we saw that as a golden opportunity to, uh, to get together with like-minded people who enjoy comic books. Uh, and it is a comic book club and it's about anything that uh, is involved with comics so okay. it covers films and costumes and y- you name it is pop culture uh, and we can twist it and bend it and make it into comics that's what they do and they do it m- uh, more importantly with a positive uh, attitude that is the most
0: important thing yeah, I, they I do
1: not let negativity get in involved in the club they figure <laughs> everybody likes something that somebody else doesn't like and they don't want to create an atmosphere where people are criticizing each other's hobby. We're out there to promote the art form just like Akron Comic Con, that's Mm -hmm. what we do. Uh, We promote the art form and the people who create it.
3: So so there's no Marvel, DC, Turf Wars?
1: no there's not um you know occasionally
3: they get kind of nasty sometimes well
1: yeah (laughs) occasionally there's the you know who's better you know was wolverine the strongest or was the hulk the strongest Mm -hmm. you know there's those kind of things and they've gotten a little out of hand but the guys that run it uh, do a great job of keeping everything positive it's 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 enjoy it's an enjoying thing to uh, go to Uh, they meet uh, two times a month it's in parma ohio and uh, we started the Akron chapter, mm-hmm. uh, and it, uh, we ran that for almost three years, yeah. and things are just getting busy for me, and I just can't keep up with it at the moment, so I, I chose just to take a little break. Good. It'll start back up. I've, you and I have talked about
0: this before, and I know it'll start back up, but I mean things are getting busy, but things are getting busy <laughs> because right around the corner is Akron Comic-Con coming oh, up for its yeah.
1: fourth year now? fourth year of keeping the comic in comic-con wow
0: i mean i remember at the first one when we went to it where it was in the ballroom of the akron U. uh what is that the student center Center. yeah i remember when it was up there and it was my first con ever it was the first comic-con i'd ever gone to before and i was like this is what comic-con is and i was like this is
1: so awesome i just fell in love with it well it was quite an experience for us you know it was something new and we wanted to make sure that uh you know, it was a success for us financially. So what we did is we set it up so that if 200 people showed up, it paid for itself and then we could continue to do it from year to year. Right. 1,200 people showed up. Wow. And uh, that was exciting. You know, I think there was something about finding out that you're creating an event for, for other fans to enjoy that made this more special for me all the way around. So. You know, it's, it's a new level or a step up, in, you know, in my hobby as a comic book fan, you know, to be able to create something for someone else to enjoy. I mean, it, and it was, like you said, it was a huge, huge success. You know, it was. And the st- the, the, and it's because of the fans. We've got great fans uh, in Northeast Ohio. we got a lot of nerds right here in Ohio. woo yeah, yeah, and we have grown coincidentally by about 1,200 people every year. Wow. So, you know, it's really been exciting. We're expecting four to 5,000 this year. At, oh, my gosh. Uh, and it, it takes place at the uh, Quaker Station, mm-hmm. which the Quaker Square Mall, that's owned by the University of Akron. Yep. This will be our fourth, and it will be our last year there. Uh, we've grown so big that uh, we're moving to the John S. Ninth Center for 2016. Wow. Yeah, we just had the walkthrough uh, a week or two ago uh, to decide exactly what spaces we wanted. What goes where? So, how yeah, you do it? The so, flow of traffic? All of that? Yeah. So we'll have our contract signed right after this year's show. So we even got the website ready to go. All I got to do is upload it and all the new materials. That's material. so exciting. Yeah.
0: I mean that's that's really exciting. Chris, have you ever been to a comic con before? I, I have. I not in a long time. I
3: used to go when I was younger uh, to some comic book shows in Cleveland, and it's it's changed so much. Cosplay wasn't even a thing back then. No, no, so you know nice. I know Ryan is a is a huge cosplayer. I, am. I Every month or so, I see different characters that he plays, and he I gets can't. really into it. And I
0: love it. It's, it's it looks great. Here's the thing: I didn't do Halloween growing up. I just was in one of those grew up in one of those households where we didn't do Halloween, so. I, The other funny thing is it's, you know, it's Halloween right around the corner, but I never made costumes or dressed up in costumes growing up. So I think what happened was like all that repressed like costume energy. Like (laughs) when I was like, I can do this now and it's socially acceptable and like there's other people doing it. I think I just like I hit the ground running and I haven't stopped. And you are. I mean, Chris, I just made two for this weekend for I made one for Saturday and then yesterday. For our Halloween party, Cody and I were Wreck-It Ralph and Fix-It, uh, Fix-It Felix from the Wreck-It Ralph Disney movie.
3: And you were the guy from Atlantis. The yeah, Atlantis and then before movie that we well. did.
0: Uh, uh, we had an Atlantis crew. There was like five or six of us that all dressed up from that. Um, and, I mean, that's one thing I know I love about Comic-Cons. I've been to Akron Comic-Con. I've been to smaller Comic-Cons. Um, a couple noticeable, like really cool, down to earth cons around here. Is a uh, Cleveland Comic Con was just this past weekend. It was up at the County, uh, Cle- no, Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds, and it was it was, it was just like so cool just to walk around, and you weren't crowded. You know, there was only uh, like 200 people there just walking around, and it was nice. And then I've been to the big ones where you know Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead is there, and William Shatner. I've got to. S- not talk to William Shatner, but I was in the room when he did a Q and A session, and and I got Stan Lee's autograph. And I, I've been to these bigger cons, but the one thing I love is every year coming and helping at Akron Comic Con because oh, we
1: appreciate you. You you bring sure a big do. energy to the show.
0: Well, what I what I love is your guys' motto. It's it's uh, for the fans by the fans. Well, it's it's called fans
1: first, mm-hmm. fans always. Yeah, and really it, it it's about our commitment to uh, making sure that we provide a comic centric show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, We're always gonna say that when we put Akron Comic Con on, you can count on having it all about comics and the people who created it.
2: Every decision is, we focus on what the fan needs, you know, it's because we're fans ourselves, so yeah. we want the fans to have a great time. So every decision goes towards that.
0: Now, um, have you both? You guys have been lifelong fans, both of you. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Since since you were little wee lads, you've been lifelong fans. I was in uh, ninth. I was in the third grade, and uh, a, a neighborhood kid uh, his mother told him to get rid of his comics. They were, you know, stacked up all around the house. So he he bundled them up and handed them to me, and I used to walk up and down the street with my comics under my arms, and we'd be trading with each other and. You know, I'd be reading them up in bed, you know, just laying there with uh-huh. them up in the air. matter of fact, my father used to come up and lay down and read comics, and uh, that's how it got started. And, of course, when I was reading comics, there was all kinds of different comics for, for all ages. It was just a terrific time. Uh, and we're seeing that now. We're seeing a resurgence yeah. of of uh, all types of genres that cover uh uh, everybody's likes.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the cool thing is, you know, DC just rebooted with their new 52. They did that about a year or two ago. Is there something like that. Maybe three years. But they rebooted, and then Marvel is about to reboot again, and I, I know that a lot of people say they do that just for the sales, but I mean, that works. So then what happens is there's a resurgence, and now we're seeing in the movies, and the Marvel movies make, the, like, their blockbuster hits when they come out. They make some... I mean, and then you know dc's getting into the game next year with batman v superman and it's just it's taking over part of our culture and um you know the the cool thing about akron comic con is it's akron's con you know it's starting <laughs> to become the biggest one uh, i well started to it is the biggest con here and you guys have uh plans to move into the john s knight center next year uh uh can you give us a little bit more detail about the one at Quaker Station, though, and what's oh, going to sure, be there? Oh, sure, sure. Well, this year... Although uh, we're super excited for the future, you know, what? Oh, tell yeah, people what's sure. going to be going on at this one uh, coming up. Um, give them the dates first. I don't really think we even gave them well, the dates November
1: yet. Well, November 7th and 8th mm-hmm. uh, at the Quaker Station. Um, it'll be Saturday, Sunday. It'll start at 10 on Saturday and end at 6. On mm-hmm. Sunday, it'll be 11 to 5. Uh, we have uh 38 uh, vendor spaces and we have 50 artist alley spaces uh, we have um, over 35 artists and writers involved in the show this year with most notable for us is paul Gulesi, uh who has uh, a lot of he's covered comics since uh, the 70s on and uh, he's well known for his work on uh, master of kung fu uh, Mike Zeck uh, will be there, and John Beatty, uh, they both worked on the um, Marvel superhero Secret Wars series, the very first one uh, in They just came out, they just had a... Um, yeah, they're redoing it. Yeah, they, they're redoing it right reorienting now. Reorienting their entire universe, and um, but we're going to have the 30th anniversary celebration at the show. Wow. So we'll have a panel presentation about Secret Wars. You can meet uh, John Beatty and uh, Mike Zeck. Uh, Mike Zeck is really known for um, his Spider-Man work with Craven the Hunter. Uh, he's also uh, had a great stint on The Punisher on Captain America. Uh, John Beatty was his inker. And John Beatty's worked uh, with the Batman titles. Wow. Uh, with kelly jones uh, so you get to meet these guys talk to them, find all about the secret wars and their experience what they're doing now yeah. and they are actively involved get into some si- i mean they'll sign stuff for you too oh, yeah. if you bring and, stuff for them uh, that panel for secret wars is saturday sunday mike zek will be doing a panel with uh paul Gulacy on the master of kung fu uh, they both uh you know are very well known for that series so that'll be exciting and we're going to have one of the local guys uh gary the comic book guy uh (laughs) from uh, canton from bill's books and more which by the way bill bill's books and more has been very instrumental in helping us become a success as as with all the other vendors that uh, have come on board and and yeah, you guys get input, so. um,
0: This is the cool thing that uh, I remember you telling me. I think one time was uh, I think it's JC Comics up on State mm-hmm. Road. He doesn't really like to go out and do lots of cons, but <coughs> right. he always comes out and he's always had a booth at Akron Comic Con. Yeah,
1: Kenmore Comics and Games. Oh, uh, John I grew Blaine, up there. Yeah, he ha- he hasn't he hadn't done a show in probably nine years. Wow. Uh, John Dudas from Carol and John's Comedy yeah. Shop hadn't done a show in about the same period of time. And and they decided to do our very first one. And I think uh, having the brick-and-mortar stores uh, involved with the really show helps. gave us credibility.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it also, it's, it's good promotion on their end and on your end as well. Like you said, it's credibility because it's not just guys that go from con to con selling. It's people that are literally picking up their store parts of their story not the entire thing and bringing it to your con and that's a lot of work to do that yeah it is it is a- and like you said it led it lends a lot of credibility to your con as well um sure. what other uh artists i know are, are coming i know mike Barr is coming uh he's a local guy
1: yeah uh, dc scribe mm-hmm. uh, particularly known for his uh, batman work now
0: here's but. the cool thing that i didn't know about mr Barr until i met him at the um at the, one of the pop meetings is do you know the character uh, Katana, Chris? Mm-hmm. Um, he created her. Oh, okay. I've met him and I got him to sign a comic book from that had Katana in it. And then like he tells me like all the time when he sees her on like uh, Gotham or on uh, what was she just on? Arrow. Arrow. That's what she was on. She was on Arrow. That he's like, that's my character. I created her and now she's on a, a, a recognizable show and she's going to be coming out in a movie i understand yeah she's so. in suicide squad as right, well
2: right and the cartoon beware uh, beware the batman she was actually
1: mm-hmm. she was the sidekick yes well we've got uh, one important thing that about our show uh we also uh focus on newspaper strips okay uh, newspaper strips are you know came before the comic book matter of fact the first comic books were reprints of newspaper strips. And we always- Do you remember that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they well. chiseled him on rocks and <laughs> read him in the caves. Yes, I do remember. Right. Well, we always have Tom Baddock at the, at the show. He's, he does Crankshaft and Funky Winkerbean, Bean. And mm-hmm. uh, this year, he's only going to be there on Sunday only. But we always have someone from newspaper strips. Another medium that was very uh, instrumental it, in yeah. starting the comics was pulps. Uh, they were, you know, magazines about a half-inch thick, a little little oversize of a comic book. And they were full of illustrations, but mostly text. And they still told stories of all the adventures, the shadow, and, you know, they, I mean, it covered every genre there mm-hmm. is. And uh, those were the precursors to what comic Did books were, too. Did they then
0: turn those... the the comic strips into the radio players, or was it it the opposite way? Did they turn the radio plays into the comic books?
1: I think it went both ways. Okay. Sure. Um, Radio was also a great Mm -hmm. big... uh, uh, um, effect on uh, on comics, what comics would become. So so we'll always have someone there. Next year we'll probably have Joe Staten back, which is one of our favorites. He, he did the Dick Tracy uh, strip, and he's been there the first year and the third year. Mm-hmm. He comes like about every other year, so we'll see him next year. But this year we're having Pulps as a focus. We'll have a uh, panel presentation put on by Ron Fortier, and Rob Davis, and Jim uh, Beard. Uh, they're current-day pulp writers. There's a resurgence of the pulps. And, where are they? Uh, um, where are they uh, being shown on on magazines or? Well, it's a it's their novelizations now. Oh, Instead of like okay. uh, pulp-sized books, they're actually like a novel. Okay. Uh, or uh, a series of edited stories. And so. are
0: they? Uh, continuations on stories or like are they just one-offs are they the characters returning
1: and and all that or is it it's just all the above okay you know that's serialization cool. and one shots and Isn't so that forth, so,
0: so cool like we we have so like so many like you said resurgence and like just like these retro ideas yeah. and stuff that are coming back and into well, the limelight and people are, are our, enjoying it
3: our medium right now that we're broadcasting on yeah. is, is a is a resurgence because a lot of radio mm-hmm. plays radio yeah. uh, shows you know um that's a great point yeah because they there are a lot of podcasts out that are like re- rereading, like mm-hmm. fictional rereading, like a radio place so.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If if I had my choice, I would listen to radio. I wouldn't watch television. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care about the television so much I mean it has its purposes Ohio State football oh uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, but radio you, you can take your friends with you everywhere with a radio I I so agree I, I agree with that and,
0: and Chris I didn't even make that connection but you are I mean I was just listening to a podcast 20 minutes ago uh, on the drive to, uh, to home and then while I was in the shower I was then I, when I was getting dressed I was listening to it and I couldn't it's not like I was watching the TV It was mm-hmm. just audio it was just it was it was something stupid too they were just reviewing the friday the 13th movies i i like listening to an old podcast about movies and when they just talk about it but you are so right chris i didn't even think about that that's a great point is that there,
1: this medium is also a resurgence i didn't think about that and i like it it's really good and you know what too it gives people everyday people the opportunity to talk and speak express uh and to do something for themselves they don't have to rely on big money you know with broad net broadcasting networks and so forth That's so true you're your own broadcasters Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important we're our own bosses we can do it guys let's take the day off all right (laughs) everybody go on (laughs) well you know another aspect um, of akron comic-con are the independent artists Mm Uh, they, too, they have a voice, just like you're doing here with your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they're creating their own ideas. They're publishing themselves. And they're you know bringing entertainment to people and having a good time doing it. And they are really the present and future of comics. Uh, you know, the big companies, they do their thing. But it's all the independent people that are really making the buzz
0: you know i was just at like i said cleveland comic-con over the weekend and while i was there there I were mark sumarek was there now that you mentioned i remember mark was there and i got to talk and uh, i was talking with him and. And just some of the people I know, Sean Forney was there, and I love Sean. He, I know, I believe he's coming to Akron Comic Con yes, as well. Yes, yes. And then Dan Gorman was there. Uh, Dan Gorman does The Waddling Dead, the comic book that is uh, 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 a crossover with the Akron Rubber Ducks and The Walking Dead. Like, I've met that guy before, and, and like, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I talk to him, and he's a great guy. And like you said, it's The Independence, and I know he works on a story as well.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ted
1: Sikora okay. uh, will be at our show. He was at the uh, Cleveland event. Okay. Um, Ted Sikora is, is doing a, uh, a comic called A Pama, uh, and it's a Cleveland superhero. What? And, uh, yeah, he's done five issues on the web and collected them in a graphic novel size, which I read and uh, found entertaining. Uh, he's up to, I think, issue 10 right now. What? And they'll be solicited I in wanna... next... Reviews magazine. I so want to he's... do
3: an
0: Akron superhero. T-
3: Ted is also one of the best videographers and filmmakers around. Oh yeah. As well. You he's guys sure. know each other? Good. You know him? I, I do. Yeah, he's oh, a great wow. guy and we we covered his a Kickstarter program on the acronyms uh, for Apama. Not only is Apama a comic book, but he made a movie. Oh, that's right. Um, and and First. they sort of. It's kind of like there's a comic within the movie as well. It's yeah. it's really wow. meta how he's yeah, developed he says this. the it's, comic it's is
1: based on the movie, is is how he's saying. It, it previewed at uh, San Diego in two thousand nine, and I can't remember the name of the title of the movie. And, um, and he uses a guy from I think Mexico who is a old school comic
3: book. Uh, artist to to do his art if i'm not mistaken he's
1: from spain oh from spain
3: and and he uses all these cleveland landmarks so ted takes pictures of cleveland sends it to this guy and he he imposes you know the cleveland cityscape uh, behind the 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 heroes and the characters and
1: what i like about ted and and milo is uh the other writer of the book the co-writer of the book they the 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 colors uh ted's involved he does the lettering and the coloring it, it all looks terrific, uh, but the storylines are a lot of fun. They do this, the fourth wall thing where, you know, they sort of include you in the comic. Oh, and, cool. And the neat thing is they use a lot of thought balloons. I don't know if you've noticed in, in modern comics, but when they use the word balloons, it's like Captain America's thinking about, it. I'm going to punch this guy and, you know, why would you say that out loud, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> but in this book, they all think he thinks about what he's going to do. Because
0: everybody, whenever sure. you go to punch somebody, Mike, yeah. you always announce it. I'm sure. going to punch oh, you yeah. now. Yeah. And then the person's like, wait, what? <laughs> you Before just told I, me that.
1: <laughs> well, the Tomb of Dracula comic book, uh, at the end of the comic, oh. the guy gets Dracula and he's got him. He says, oh, I've got you now. And just as he says that, the, you know, he Dracula tr- goes poof and disappears like, ha ha. Turns
2: into a bat, disappears. Yeah. Every single issue
1: ends that Every way. Every single issue. Seriously? Yeah. Because yeah. the guy Spoiler tells alert. Him, yeah, <laughs> says, I got you
0: now." Oh no, you don't. <laughs> he's monologuing. He's like, "I'm get, He's getting. He's sitting there like telling his whole evil plan. He's like, "Nope, I'm by. Goodbye now." And he just leaves. He's walks out yeah, the room.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, Jesse, I you know Mike was talking about his involvement in Akron Comic Con, but uh, I know you've been there and and. Although Mike, um, I know, does a lot of promotion for it. I know you're hardworking and doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, driving people and going to pick them up and helping to run the event. So, what is your involvement with the uh, and Comic Con?
2: What I'm actually involved? What? <laughs> He's over there sleeping. Oh, well, <sighs> that's especially when he talks. Uh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily, I, I, along with Michael, we, we, and Bob, we sit around deciding everything about Akron Comic Con. What's good, what's bad, and and all three of us have played a huge part of it because we're different, and yeah, we, and we can help. And there's or, checks and
0: balances as yeah. well. Yeah,
2: that's exactly it. Um, I'm not financially involved in the convention, which gives me a different perspective. Yeah, you know where these guys are putting out their own money and and they're great guys but it's still your own money yeah, yeah so there's a that, risk to it there is yeah, a risk i can look at it a little differently and offer my opinions and uh generally all three of us doesn't take anything personally no oh. so we're all in it to make the best show possible and when michael asked me to be a part of it i said yes right away because i i wanted to be a part of this to bring something special to akron a big convention feel to akron we should have that here
0: and we are gonna have that here i mean i mean we we're starting you know like like you said 1200 people the first year and that builds up every time and that builds every time we're gonna have that this year next year in five years i don't know when but you guys are bringing that to our city you're bringing up that big con but it's a small con feel it's it's by the fans you guys for the fans us guys and I, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it as well. I'm happy that you guys uh, have asked me to help in the cosplay a- aspect of it and, and do all that. Um, uh, but you guys have other panels going on as well. What are some of the other panels and things that people can come? If they do come, um, what are some of the other things that they have to offer? I know you said we were talking about vendors and artists. Sure, but, sure. Um, What other things will be going on?
2: Well, the, you should really mention the Justice Society of America
1: yeah, well there's. Uh, we're having a panel on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. It'll be the last panel of the day, <clears throat> and it's dedicated to the 75th anniversary of the very first superhero team called Justice Society of America uh, from the 40s. Okay, uh, And it ran until 1951, and it's still been uh, an integral part of the uh, D.C. universe mm-hmm. uh, ever since. But uh, uh, we're going to have JSA Jim... Uh, beard jim beard he, okay. he he uh he created a couple events that brought a bunch of justice society fans together out there in toledo way okay and uh he made a had a real nice event we met at the at the library and everybody shared their uh points of view and there was some artwork that was specially commissioned for the event and then we went to a local comic shop and then we went to uh some um, hot dog joint up in Toledo. <laughs> Tony Paco's, I believe it's called. Uh, but it was a great event, and it happened, uh, I think, three times, and we haven't met since. But there's been an online presence uh, for this association, uh, Justice Society Association, and Jim's going to bring it to the show. We're going to have a special panel. Mike W. Barr's going to be there. Um, uh, one of our fellow Top members uh, and volunteer for the show, uh, Dennis Erlenbaugh, oh, yeah. long-time Dennis. fan of uh, the JSA. Mm-hmm. He'll be there to help moderate, and and uh, hopefully we're going to have a reunion of all the appreciation guests wow. uh, from, from the past. So we're excited about that. Um, I mentioned that that day, too, uh, they're going to have at 2 o'clock, There'll be the panel between Paul Gillesi and Mike Zeck about the Master of Kung Fu, which is considered one of the top ten books from the 1970s. Okay. So this is a, a monumental work that was very popular wow. at the time. <clears throat> uh, we're also going to have um, workshops spread out through this the This is day. the one
0: thing that I definitely wanted to get on because, um, and sorry to interrupt Mike. Oh, sure. But the cool thing about Akron Comic Con is it's all ages. Yes, and that's been a staple I know that has been a staple for you guys from the beginning it's all ages, it's for everyone and uh, please uh, uh, tell everyone what the workshops are because I think they're uh, just amazing
1: well the thing about Akron Comic Con is is we're about comics past comics present and comics future and the future is going to lie in the hands of the next generation it's going to be kids coming up that are going to be the creators of comics in the future, and what better way to to uh, you know spread that that medium and that experience than reaching the kids right now at a comic convention? Mm-hmm. And so we provide a workshop through the what was originally established as the Illyria Comic Book Initiative, which furthered um, literacy through comics for all ages. Uh, they're coming to the show, and now it's called Project Operation Comic Book and uh, they'll have uh, 50 minute uh, workshops that'll teach anybody of any age how to plot out a comic, how to tell your own story, how to pencil it out. I mean, you don't have to be an artist to, to learn how to tell the story through stick figures. Uh, so they do that and they can virtually tell you how to create your own comic. And, and the whole thing is to inspire kids uh, to use this medium for something better. I th- I personally feel that a lot of what's out there in comics is not positive. Um, and I think that we need the kids to come up and make a change. And that's what I'm hoping on in these these workshops. We'll also have the workshops on Saturday. Uh, we'll have the Marvel Superhero Secret Wars panel on Saturday. Uh, we'll have a pulp panel. Um, let's see, you'll be able to... Oh, I don't have the list in front of me, but there's, there's a full lineup all day long usually everything starts one hour after we open okay that way no one misses anything if you get there in the first hour you don't have a problem
2: okay i forgot the most important thing the costume contest oh
1: yeah that's it i forgot the costume contest uh sponsored by pop the comic culture club hey we know those guys with uh, help from Rubber City Cosplay. Hey, I know <laughs> those people. Who's that? <laughs> Rubber City Cosplay. What? Yeah. Yeah. Cheap plug. Shameless plug. You and Ben uh, brought an enthusiasm to the show from the very beginning that uh, really inspired everybody that you were around. You, all the events that we've done together over the last several years, you know, doing all the. Uh, Appearances at the stadium for the Rubber Ducks Mm -hmm. and the libraries and wherever we've been, uh, you know, taking pictures of kids in their costumes and making posing with them. You know, you've really contributed an energy that uh, (laughs) is just really (laughs) making me blush, Mike. (laughs) Well, that's that's good. Well, here's the
0: thing. you know when you when you first when we first did the first one you know four years ago when we came and ran the pop booth, we just thought we were going to be handing out flyers. And we ended up, like, we had a camera w- with us, and we were like, we saw all these little kids, and we were just like, these th- these little kids, you know, they spent hard time working on their costumes, let's go over and take pictures of them, because then they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, someone loved my costume. And then from that, it just blossomed, and then we added props, and then J- Jason Fitch from Pop, he brought props. Prop- Uh, Oh, my gosh. Props. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And he would, you know, if the kids weren't in costume, they'd get to hold Thor's hammer or get Captain America's shield. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And and this year, most importantly, like, um, the the whole booth is going to be run by people in costume. So... Kids can come over and, you know, they see Quicksilver or they see Scarlet Witch from the new Avengers movies or they see Batman or Joker or whatever. They're like, I know them. And they want to come over and take a picture. (coughs) And I'm just happy to to be a part of it. And, you know, Rubber City Cosplay, which is this new uh, endeavor, I just – I started with my – one of my best friends, Cody, who's also a host on the show, and I've brought in other cosplay, you know, other friends from cons that I've made. The coolest thing about it is that people are excited to come and help. They, they want agree, to come agree. and help and be a part of it. And 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 like you, Mike, I love. I'm guessing you're the same like this. I, I bet both of you are not only do you take a personal enjoyment out of the con but you love when you see other people come and have a great time
1: well I love people so it's Mm -hmm. important that uh, everybody be encouraged and have Mm -hmm. a great time there's no question about that I mean we're about comics and the creators but essentially we're about people I mean it's people who create the comics Mm -hmm. it's people who sell them it's people who read them collect them um, you know imitate them in costume Uh, you know it's you know, life is about people.
0: Life imitates art. Eh? I mean, that's what people say, and then people and then people say art imitates life. It's it's the circle of it's the circle of life. Ah! But <laughs> but um, I'm excited for it because the event because it's once a year, and that that weekend goes by. Fast, But by the same token, I can't wait
1: until the next one. Well, you're doing a panel. I am. You're the last panel of the day on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then you are organizing uh, all the cosplayers who will uh, pre-register at your booth at the Pop and uh, Rubber City Cosplay. Yep. Uh,
0: If you are coming to the con and you want to enter the contest, yeah, make sure you find uh, the Rubber City Cosplay and Pop booth. That will be in the back corner. Yeah, um,
1: C39, or excuse me, A39. Um,
0: we'll be back there, and make sure you come back and sign up so that when you show up to the costume contest, it'll be super easy to organize everybody. And, uh, you know, we get... Because what we ran into, I think, two, three years ago was we had a lot more people show up than we thought we would to for the co- in costume. And we, like, we weren't able to, like, let these people walk across stage. We had to, like like send all of them almost at 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 once and we just felt bad because people didn't get a chance to show off their costumes but like the the plans and 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 the timing or in the organization that we're doing for right now we're gonna make sure that if you come in costume you're gonna get to you're going to get the chance to show off your costume chris you're coming in your batman costume (laughs) right that's right, my,
3: my uh, Batman underoos. <laughs> oh, no, actually. don't come to that. No, no, no.
0: Okay, never mind.
2: Chris, <laughs> <laughs> don't so do that. So we're going to actually see those. He's yeah. going to wear them on the outside. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. Ah, okay. Well, you know, a comic book convention is really a, a big trust uh, event because, you know, you contact people to to come and, and fill their spot, and then you count on them to follow through with it. You know, in a comic book convention should be – presenting it's a showcase to present the best uh, of what you're trying to uh, promote and for us comic books you should be able to see almost any comic book at the show um, or at least have a direction to find some of the biggest Mm -hmm. and best comics and then anything here and in between you know that's it should be everybody doing their part to make it the most fun for each other and it's worked every year so far, so we're very happy about that.
0: Well, I mean, I see no reason to change that. But now, you guys, now let's talk about, you know, the future. You, you mentioned the John S. Knight Center. Now, for the John S. Knight Center, I know, I don't know if you can discuss all the details, but do you guys have a date yet? Are you yes. still, okay, um, go ahead and share yeah. that with us so that people can mark that in their calendar for in next year.
1: 2016, the show will be on November 5th and 6th. And it will remain on schedule for the first weekend in November for every year after that. As long as the show survives, we'll have that uh, first week in November. Um, The show will afford us the space uh, to double and triple in size as far as exhibitors go. And to provide aisleways that are 10 and 11 feet wide with entries 30 and 20 feet wide. 30 feet and 20 foot wide so you know we'll be able to people be able to come through be comfortable there'll be places throughout the entire building uh where they can go so we can have more than 5,000 people yeah uh we're hoping the show grows to how many does the uh genocide center hold Well, we've never been given the exact number, um, but we're going to find out. Yeah, you guys (laughs) are? Yeah, we are excited. Uh, We do have, now I told you we're about comics and the people who create them. Right. We do allow media guests that uh, have something to do with comics. Right. And we're going to have our first big one uh, in 2016. And it's the guy, the second guy to ever play the character Captain Marvel, whom people know now today is Shazam. right? And he did the 1970s uh, television series. Uh, um, what was the Sid and Marty Croft Hour, or whatever it was called? Do you remember? Chris?
3: Well, no, it's before yeah. my
1: time. <laughs> well, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> it, it's the 70s. Predates he, me. He's going to be there, and we're excited about that, because it's going to bring back a lot of memory for a lot of kids in the oh, 70s. Yeah. So, um, I might actually get my dad to go to one of these.
0: I've been trying to get him to go to one, and, and he's always like, I'm too busy, son, I can't make it, but I'm going to make him go to well, one of these. there of these you times. go.
1: And, of course, we're working on the guest lineup. But, th- you know, the neat thing is is once you learn how to do a convention, you just start to plan two of them at the same time. It makes yeah. it easier for you. Plan the, the one, you plan the next yeah. year. While you plan the next year, then you plan the one after yeah, that. And so. But We'll you know we'll do what we've done in the previous years and we'll get the info out as time goes on. We will. Um, we do have another show coming up. We got time to talk about. Of the, course, the show. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, we got plenty of time. No, I, I wanted to get to this because this is uh, a big a big first for you guys
1: as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, you know a lot of these shows that uh, call themselves comic conventions have media guests that have nothing to do with comics. Right. So what we thought was, how can we provide those media guests without infringing on our mission for our own show? Well, create a new show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love that thought process. It's just like, well, what do we
0: want to do? Well, let's see. We already know how to do it. Let's just plan a whole separate show for this. And I'm excited because it's all about...
1: Monsters, it's yeah, all about. It's called Monster Fest Mania. Mania. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this one will take place, it'll kind of be opposite of the Akron well, Comic Con. Well,
1: yes, it will. It'll be in July, uh, so it'll be like, what, four months ahead mm-hmm. of Akron Comic Con. And this one will start off at the Quaker Station where we're at currently for Akron Comic Con. Okay. It's a science fiction, a classic science fiction and horror show. Um, so, you know, we'll be looking back at, you know, the very roots of uh, science fiction and horror in film in the 30s and the 40s and, and up to the 50s and 60s wow. and so forth. So uh, we've got some, it, it'll Compass TV. We've got some guests that uh, we'll be announcing. William that, Shatner? Uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: I, well, at, growing up here in Northeast Ohio, I used to watch Superhost in yeah. Big Chuck and Little John, and they played a lot of those old monster movies and yeah, sci-fi really? movies. Oh, yeah, these yeah. are these are great. These are uh, well, right up my alley.
1: You know, the TV hosts, especially the horror hosts, were the gateway to the, the science fiction horror show. Goularty. I saw him, I think I was eight years old when uh, when I saw him. Uh, Big Chuck and Houlihan were probably the mainstay of what I experienced, uh, and then Big Chuck and Little John, and uh, the ghoul, the son of ghoul, um, wow. Well, this show is Frankie going to be... Frankie and Drac? Don't, yeah. don't yeah.
2: disrespect them. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, here's the... You know, it's going to be about the horror host. It's going to have a, a central core. It's always going to be based like a Goularty uh, festival in a way. Okay. So we'll always have that apart. you actually see Superhost at the show. Not personally in person, but uh, he'll be there on film because we're doing a tribute uh, to uh, the Son of Ghoul. And we're going to have video clips uh, from all around. Michael Chevsky has been very instrumental. If you know who Michael Chevsky is, uh, uh, he worked for WMMS radio. Uh, He's done documentaries. Uh, He's written books on Cleveland TV, Cleveland radio. He's a professor at the University of Akron and their communications and John Carroll University. uh, he's the chairman of the Siegel-Schuster Society, which is Jerry Siegel and, and Joe Schuster who created Superman. So right. he's, a, he's very keyed in on pop culture, and he's behind the scenes helping us out with uh, this endeavor. Uh, as he has with Ocarina Comic Con, too. He's made sure that he's helped us promote and provide us a lot of information for uh, the fans, by the fans. Right hey, hey, there you go. And it's, it's working out well. So we're going to have the horror host there. We're going to have the Creepy Castle people, who is an <laughs> online video uh, horror host uh, uh, show. And we're going to have uh, uh, the Mummy and the Monkey, uh, okay. which is uh, Janet Decay, uh, who was the daughter of the ghoul at one time. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Misty Brew. Uh, from Missouri, another fam- uh, famous horror host uh, in, mo- in more modern times. So we're always going to have the horror host involved. That's exciting, <clears throat> but we've got some actors from television, from some series that everybody knows that uh, we're speaking with right now. That'll can you give us out any
0: out. or not right now? You're still working on the details. Da 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 da. Really? Da, 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 da. Who's coming? Who's coming? I'm not going to tell. I'm oh. Not going to tell. I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> 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 Man, that's like the best and worst tease ever, Like, Dang it.
3: As if you're not busy enough, just playing another show. Is there going to be a third one next year that we don't know about? Well, we're
1: thinking in 2017. Maybe that's another story. Oh, my gosh. And then there's another television show that's very similar. da Is that The Monsters? The Monsters.
2: Yeah. that tune. Welcome to Spolose of
1: Akron. Name that tune edition. Anyway, so we've got that cooking for uh, next summer, as a matter of fact. So uh, we're very Mike. Excited. That's so exciting. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's so exciting because, because, um, and and you've we've got to talk talking before. And this is what you used to do for your job. You're now retired, um, and this is what you do full time. But what did you used to do um, before Akron Comic Con and all that?
1: You used to plan. Events and such. Well, I've of. got a very diverse uh, ex- life experience. Uh, first of all, I was a rock guitar player. I know. I love hearing uh, that. I love every time you <laughs> tell me that. I'm like, no way, Mike. Well, I know. I can't believe it either. So, <laughs> but I got pictures and recordings. But uh, and conventions. So, yeah. <laughs> but but I played guitar. We we put on a show. We did a '50s rock and roll revival, and uh, we dressed up and put on a theatrical. Uh, presentation, and I was the I was the manager of the band, and so you know that you're always planning and doing those kind of mm-hmm. things. Um, you know, I've always had the jobs you know that you have to do to make money because you can never make it on the others. But right, uh, I was a minister in the church uh, for <laughs> ten years, so. You know um, You got like the origins of like an awesome superhero It's like I did this for a little bit I did that
0: for a little bit I was a preacher for a little bit Well,
1: you know, you learn how to do weddings And you do funerals And you You learn how to talk in front of a group And And you learn how to care for people And uh, that's a big part of it Um, uh, Contractor uh, learn how to build and uh, fix and do things. So that's what I was doing in uh, the most recent times. But
0: uh, which also lends itself to planning um, the flow of traffic exactly. at a con because sure. that's very important.
1: Oh yeah, you it, know, making
0: sure a stage doesn't collapse yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> when you have yeah. people
3: on a panel oh, discussion. Yes.
1: Well, you measure the room off and you figure how many inches are there and how much of those inches you can use yeah. uh, the, to put on a show, and that's that's really critical. Uh, there are people who have over- oversold their shows because they didn't take the time to make those plans, and boy, what a headache that is—the day of the show when the vendors start to set up and realize there's no space for them. Wow! So those things happen. They, you know, those are—you know—you have to take care of all the details. I, I, I think the success probably for our show, for us personally on our our part that we contribute, um, is the, is the fact that um we're we're honest about what we're doing we're fair in how we're doing it, and we're following through uh with what we're planning right and that planning you know you it's you have to consider all the details
0: yeah and it's inspiring i mean for uh, for myself, for someone who started a podcast with one of my friends um and, and not specifically like looking off of your guys's. Doing a comic con but you know knowing you and knowing that some people when they want to do something they go out and they do it and they do it with their own money they do it with their own time and i know there's key people in my life that i have looked at and mike you're definitely one of those guys wow that that it's an inspiration to me personally knowing you for the past four years now that when you want to do something and 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 the comic-con is a perfect example that you do it you put your focus into it and you get it done and you bring people in jesse and bobby and the jay fitch and the guys in pop and all these creators and artists and vendors and not only do they sign up for it but they they go in it because of you because of well. you and your honesty <clears throat> and you are <throat> you're absolutely correct when you say that
1: you're very kind. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ted Secora is on our staff now, oh, and we're okay. very excited about that. So, so th- this is, it has
3: to be a huge logistical undertaking. How many people does it take to do a Comic-Con? Do you have volunteers, do you have all staff, I mean, I mean and, and how, yeah. how difficult is it to coordinate all those people? And and I know talking to you before, you plan these things years in advance, right?
1: Yeah, we we took a year and a half to do the first show, and then you've got one year to be ready for each show mm-hmm. after that, <clears throat> and of course this year we're doing two shows coming up. so. You know, but that's, you you learn how to do it because you've learned how the first time. So adding another show, just more stressful, but you you know what you're doing. It's easier. But I'll tell you, our staff is primarily three people. Uh, It's Bob Jenkins. Uh, Couldn't have a better business partner. Uh, Myself and our friend, uh, Jesse Vance. Jesse! We're the the Uh, ones that sit down. We... We've been to so many conventions. We know what we want in a convention, and so we know what we want to present to others to have a good time. So we have those three people. Those the three of us are the the core. Then we have a volunteer staff, which Jesse technically falls into that, but now Ted core. And, and in the past, we've had Joe Volchko and Daniel Gorman. So they've been a part of it for the through the first three years, and. Uh, volunteer wise this year we have the most volunteers we've had yet we have 42 volunteers to (laughs) to run the show
2: and thank you we really do appreciate that
1: and i gotta tell you our guests last year said that our volunteers were the best volunteers they had ever seen at any convention bar none Woo! they said that the people they were they were so friendly, and the people from Akron, all the fans from Akron area, and we had people from California come to last year's show. So we've had people from other states, but they said they were all just super friendly and very nice um, they, they did and very helpful. They came by every 20 minutes, what do you need, what do you need, and we couldn't have had a better staff. Um, and for that, we're eternally grateful. And that's the kind of thing that makes the show a success. It's the commitment by people who are fans who want to be involved yeah. in something of, for the fans, and that's what we've got going. I mean, on.
0: that's what you, you got to find. Yeah. you got to find those people that want to be a yeah. part of it. And I mean, you obviously have you found 40 sure. volunteers that want to come out and help. I mean, add another 10 volunteers that I'm bringing, five on, oh, uh, yeah, on that's separate right. days sure, sure. that I'm bringing to help run the booth that uh, I'm I'm going to be a part <laughs> of. And then those volunteers are then going to be helping with the costume contest, like. People, uh, there's going to be enough help there to definitely to, to do any assistance that you guys will
1: require. Sure. Well, our volunteers, um, free entrance to the show for both days. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the luxury to be able to go out and enjoy the show at two. Right. Um, they get a free t shirt. To represent us with. I love the t-shirts. We pay for your lunch that day mm-hmm. uh, and then you get the freebie posters um, and this year everybody gets a coffee mug. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, so I remember the, the coffee one last yeah, year. We, too. Yeah, yeah, we did that last year. We started to. This year we've ordered enough to, to provide. I it think that's
0: everybody. what happened last time was we came up to you <coughs> early in the day because someone had said to us, like, they're going fast. You better." And we came yeah. up to you and it was like, hey, Mike, can we get our coffee mugs? And you were like, I'll see what I can do. And you set some aside for us and then like, like at the end of the con, like two days later, you contacted me. You were like, hey, by the way, I, I got your coffee mug still. And we just thought like we had totally forgotten about them because it was just such a mad rush running around.
1: <clears throat> well, that's funny. You know what the best part about that is for me? Mm-hmm. I get to order new different coffee cups co- <laughs> for next year. And then I've got a whole collection of them at home.
0: <laughs> Speaking of collection. Okay, Chris, I know you're going to be excited about this. Mike has got one of the coolest comic book collections I've ever seen. I've actually gone over to his place and looked at it. It's everywhere. It's on all, all of them. I don't know if his wife Julie is any happy about that. She's right here in the room, but it is on all the walls in their house. It is so, Maybe not all of them, mostly upstairs, but still. Mike showed me, and it's so cool. No. I mean, uh,
3: I've mean, i been
1: collecting for a long time, and I've got a storage unit full. Wow. <laughs> so you haven't seen half of it. No, I haven't. How, how many comics do you have total? Well, comic book, actual floppies, uh, as they're referred to in modern times. Ooh, the hip language. Uh, yeah, the yeah. hip yeah. floppies. Yeah. excuse me, the floppies. I only have about 20,000.
3: Only. Uh, only. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but okay. they're selective. But my big stuff is, is uh, collect hardcovers. I have 18 bookshelves uh, full of hardcovers. Wow. And right now I'm about two stacks this high behind in cataloging. Um, artwork, original artwork, I've got it all over the place. I enjoy that aspect of of uh, collecting art, finding original art pages, and meeting the artists and the writers and all that. And it's just a gas. So um, I'm running out of space. So just, just start. Uh, we'll having take tools. some off your hands, right? right hey, I'll <laughs> take I'll take like what, maybe five thousand off. I'll take like your like old ones because people <laughs> like old stuff. Batman. I
0: love Batman. I'll just take like yeah, you know yeah, five thousand sure. off your, your, well, your hands. Well, I'll tell you what.
1: Comic books have been around for about seventy-five years. There are seventy-five years of Stories and art out there to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't focus on the new stuff anymore. It's four ninety nine, five ninety nine. It's expensive. I'm buying old stuff that nobody cares about, and I'm just having a blast reading old comics. So
0: what's like? Um, uh, uh, we're we're almost up out of time. We're almost out of time here. So, just a few closing things. But one question I definitely want to ask both of you is, what's that one comic book that you found? like you said, that you've been reading old ones, that you would suggest, recommend to anybody? To read? Anything anything that you've picked up lately? Jesse, you're next, so be thinking.
1: Well, there's just too many. I would say anything from 1989 back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That narrows it down for us all. Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) There's just not enough comics out there for me, so... I'm exploring and having a blast. I'm writing. I'm reading old Golden Age collections. Uh, right now, there's so many of them being collected in hard what, cur- what are you currently reading? I've got five of them on my table. I'm reading a uh, uh, Marvel Masterworks. I'm reading uh, uh, this um, right now. I'm reading the X-Men, and I'm continually reading the Fantastic Four Masterworks. I've got um, uh, several Harvey Horror uh, collections from the 50s. And there's one other one, and I can't think of what it is at the moment. But my stack is like two inches away from my nightstand light. <laughs> I can just slide my hand through and turn the light off at nighttime. So.
0: <laughs> oh, well. Jesse, what about you? Anything you would recommend that you've been reading lately?
2: You know, one of the books I really liked is Yosagi Yojimbo. Okay.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's I, one of my favorites, too.
2: I didn't start with it, you know, when it came out in the 80s. I, I read it fairly recently, about three or four years ago, and just fell in love with it. You know, it's just it's, it has something for everybody in it.
3: And they infuse a lot of Japanese culture. It's a samurai rabbit. So. Say it
2: again. Yosagi Yojimbo. Usagi Ujimbo. If you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, he he's been thrown in there for really? you, for some cameos, even the original cartoons. Really? The ladies, he's that's in there. that's pretty cool.
0: I didn't know that. Oh, and,
3: and oh, I'm surprised they uh, never made a movie out of that 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 character either.
2: Yeah, he's perfect because all those stories are short stories, and you can actually read. them if they're continued, it every story is just self-contained. It's a beautiful piece of work. Stan Sakai, are is they the creator. still?
0: Have they did. An, an, made them when's when the when the rest stop
2: Oh, uh, he's still doing them but he still is they're now having these big essential light collections for 24.99 you get a phone book wow. of the saggy jumbo there's i think two volumes out right now so
1: run out and pick those up yeah <laughs> oh and stan sakai works on a book that i am currently buying uh grew uh, G-R-O-O, grew the Wanderer. Right okay. now they're doing grew Friends, and Foes. It's a 12-part uh, series. Uh, Stan Sakai does the lettering. Uh, but Sergei Argonis is the penciler. Mark Ebonier. From Mad yeah, Magazine, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, you know what? He did our comic book logo in Mad Magazine wow. uh, two months ago.
3: I, I grew up reading Mad Magazine. It's responsible for my twisted sense of humor oh. and deviant behavior. Just oh, I trace God. it back to Mad Thank Magazine. Thank you, Mad Magazine. <laughs> God. Thank you.
1: Hey, but Grew is that character. Follow that character. Chris,
3: is there anything that you're reading right now? No, you know, I've, I've been out of comics for a while, but the, the most recent things I've read, I actually got a bunch of Usagi Jimbos from the library to kind of fill in ones I don't have and Walking Dead comics. And I Same was. Here. I've been reading, you know, I, I've been reading some. There's one I've read in a digital comic called Chew. Have you guys heard of that? It's a guy who's a psychopath, I think is what it's pronounced, and he he solves crimes by eating part oh, of the I the victim, this. and he actually eat. can eat a piece of like uh, he he can eat something and and trace that food's existence. So he doesn't eat, he doesn't like eating because he can like experience the trauma of the animal that was killed to wow. to make it. It, it's, it. But it's a funny, That's twist, cool. dark humor type of comic.
0: But it that, sounds that was kinda one like of my favorite it modern son- It sounds kind of like I, Zombie because I knew that was right, kind of right. like the same. Um, me, I'm personally reading Walking Dead because I love the TV show. And I, uh, those, are, those books are messed up, but I love them. Um, I want to thank you so much, you two, for coming on tonight, uh, coming on today. Uh, Jesse and Mike, you guys, like I said, I've known you guys for about, four years now i love talking to you guys I, every time i show up to an event and you guys are sitting there and you guys are starting to get the booth unpacked i'd I love just walking over and you guys give you the biggest awesome hugs and it's just it's great to see you guys and and you know for the past four years i you've got to help me um with my art but now I kind of feel like I'm helping you guys because oh, you are, because I want to help promote the Akron Comic Con as well. So, Mike, one last time, give everybody the details for Akron Comic Con coming mm. up on uh, in November, uh, so people uh, can 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 get them all and mark it down and, and be ready for it because it's it's going to be a heck of a time. I, so, I'm excited. So, wait, be,
3: before that though, um, you, you, we have one question that we normally ask every guest that we never you know did what? Ask these we guys. We didn't
0: even <laughs> ask these guys that. Snopes. oh my gosh
3: We got all i didn't even like the the big question the huge question
0: okay go ahead
2: go go Chris.
3: why akron why do you stay in akron why are you here
2: we love this it's our home we love this territory we love this home this
1: this is where we live yeah i graduated uh, from green high school yeah I'll tell you what, we're pretty safe here. There's no hurricanes. Uh, there's no drought. <laughs> there's, you know, no I mean, zombie I attacks? Yeah. Nothing yet. No, 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 nothing. Yeah, I like it. It's it's wonderful. I've always enjoyed I know how to get around in it, uh, and uh, I know so many people uh, that live here. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else.
2: Believe it or not, Ohio is pop culture central in the
1: USA. It really is. I believe that. Well, I was told by uh, several creators, uh, uh, that uh, Ohio is a hotbed of fandom, and boy, are they right.
3: We're finding that out That's as your yes, show grows. Every without year, a doubt,
1: so. and you can come out and experience that at Akron Comic Con this year, which takes place November 7th and 8th, uh, Saturday and a Sunday. That's just two weekends away. Mm-hmm. So we hope to see you there. If you want to find out information, please visit us on Facebook. Uh, We're always updating and giving information. And uh, you can come and check out the convention guide, uh, get a preview of what the show is all about. That way you can better prepare yourself to have the most fun. And check out our uh, website, uh, uh, com. Jesse, anything you want to say? Yes, free parking, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus. <laughs> I
0: just imagine yeah. like Mike's yeah. the one going around saying all the details, and you just like, pop up like,
2: free parking as well,
1: everyone. <laughs> exactly. That's the way yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'd like to say, be there or be square. But I'm square, and I'll be there. Oh,
0: so. OK. That sounds good. Alright guys, so as always, thank you guys for listening to the Spoils of Akron Podcast. Chris, any closing thoughts? Are you going to be going to this con, Chris? I, I, I wasn't
3: really thinking about it before now, but I now I plan to. This yeah. seems like a great event. I think
0: uh, it'll be cool for the Akronists to cover as well. Yeah, do absolutely. Like that. Well, we've covered it in the past,
3: okay. but I, I haven't went personally. But I, I'd love to go. I mean, I I'm maybe excited. I can rekindle my comic book Not just that, enthusiasm. but I want to see you in your underoos. So, yes. anyway. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: akron
3: does (laughs) hopefully there won't be any incident reports you know i'll be able to make it a whole day without we will have police Uh,
2: (laughs) my eyes are burning right now thinking (laughs) about it
0: as always the spoils of akron podcast works in partnership with the akron digital media center our our very own chris miller run here right here he runs the ones and twos he's also the editor-in-chief of the akronist uh Uh, We also work in partnership with with Musica. We are right in here recording right today. And we work in partnership with the Akron Library. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Spoils of Akron Podcast. And we will see you, I will see you at least, November uh, November 7th and 8th. I know I will be there. Chris is going to be there too. You got to come see him. Yes. And as always, Chris, keep it an an Akron Akron Day. day.